0: Welcome everyone, live from MacKillop College, be in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name's Tristan, my co-host today are Ben and Spence, and today we're joined by former professional athlete Nathan Chapman. Just How you been, Nathan? Good, going really well. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Just wanted
1: to ask, what made you get into football? Football, I guess I grew up uh, in the country, in Bendigo, and uh, sport was something I felt like... Um, everyone was doing. My brothers were were all about it. We played a bit of football and cricket and then it sort of developed from there. Um, I guess I was going okay and then made a couple of teams, I guess, and some interstate teams and that sort of sparked the interest of um, how far could I go with it. So kept training and ended up in where I did.
0: Yeah. Uh, At what point during your early football career did you think that you could make
1: a career out of it? Uh, I would say maybe by about 14 or 15. Um, actually, a really interesting part of my journey was I played in a, a smaller country town outside of outside of Bendigo called Colburn Abbon. Um and the youngest age group was under 16s. But I was only eight, so I learnt pretty quickly to play against grown or what I felt were grown men. Yeah. And then, so uh, as I uh, as I slowly got older. Funnily enough, and moved to a different town. The age bracket came down as I got older, so it was it felt weird. And then all of a sudden, I found myself playing senior football at at fifteen years of age, and could handle myself well enough to uh, to get a game.
2: Yeah, well, that's great. I was just also I was wondering, like, your passion for the game did it spark young, or just because when you were playing in the fields with your brothers?
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. Growing up, it was pretty much uh, football Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, would play in the under-18s when I was at that, that age group, then you'd watch the senior football, then you'd come home and watch it on TV. So I was literally living and breathing football life, and, and, life cr- and football, cricket. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But and again, I guess we didn't have the distractions of the computer, so it was outdoors and everything that we did was, um, you know, sport-related. So uh, couldn't kick the ball enough, yep. absolutely. As I got closer to the draft, did you were you expecting
0: to be drafted? Did you, like speak to any clubs or did they come to you?
1: Yeah, had a few conversations with some clubs uh, and I guess I was I was fortunate enough to talk to the teams that were uh, going to pick early. I had a, had a chat with West Coast Eagles. They had a number one pick um, and also Brisbane won number two. So uh, uh, West Coast spoke to them and they seemed to think that they were going to uh, build me up over a couple of seasons um, and I felt like at the time I just wanted to play. So um having a chat with brisbane who had the number two pick that sort of allowed me to say hey this is sort of somewhere i wanted to go yeah
3: growing up you said you're from bendigo yeah yeah did you have a favorite team Uh, growing up as in in the afl no as a kid did you like support the afl um yeah so
1: i was a collingwood fan oh good man yeah i I, I was a collingwood fan until i was 17 and then i uh I gave barracking away, so being drafted was in okay, I can't support anyone bar who I play oh, yeah. for, got drafted to Brisbane, and then um, it sort of became work, so to this day, I have an interest in the football, but I don't barrack for a team. Okay
2: yeah, uh, speaking, yeah, you got drafted to Brisbane, like what was going going through the motions? what was like that first game day that likes for you?
1: Yeah, um well well, I was 17, so I'm not sure how old are you guys? Oh, 16, turning 17, 13, 17 yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was 17 and a half when I played my first game. So um, uh, I'd moved from Bendigo to Melbourne when I was 16, so I moved out of home and then got drafted at the end of uh, the school year. So I was half, uh, I guess, 17 and a half. Started full-time training in Brisbane. That was really hard. It was hot. It was the the levels of the intensity were up. It was crazy. It was so yeah. I still felt like I could play. It didn't. I didn't know any different. It was just like let's play football and let's let's kick. I just happened to be seventeen. So uh, yeah, we're not much older than you guys. Running yeah. out on the on the MCG mm-hmm. for the first time. It's pretty cool.
2: And uh, just like, did you have any like did you were nervous going out there for the first time as well or? Uh, <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't remember feeling nervous. Probably more so training i think it was okay who are the new players meeting new people understanding the professional nature that you need to you know training levels you need to be at i think that's the game side seemed easy um but it was more yeah more being around the environment and and knowing that i was you know worthy of getting a game was probably where i was more nervous yep what what position did you start at uh at brisbane I uh, started full back Yep Sort of in the back line uh, I grew up playing on ball um, in So I had a Yeah And yeah. then had a bit of a I guess a, I had a, a couple of games there In an interstate team And they put me at full back And I did alright So yeah. all of a sudden I was recognised As being okay to play there So that's where I went to Obviously In that era There was a few
0: Big key forwards Going around <laughs> Who were Who were some of the The better players You ever played on
1: Okay so, uh, some of these names you may or may not remember. So, uh, round three, I played on a guy called Peter Sumich. He was a massive forward for West Coast. Yeah. Uh, round four, which is my uh, sort of my fourth game, I played on Gary Abbott Senior. Oh, God. Four, <laughs>
3: fourth game in the AFL and you yeah. were
1: Gary Abbott Senior. Yeah, and it sort of went from there. It was Tony Lockett. It was Jason Dunstall. It was – again, some of these names were crazy in an, in an era – where they were kicking fourteen and fifteen goals a game, I think Gary Abbott he kicked six on me, and um, that year I think he might have kicked one hundred and thirty-five goals for the year. So it was, and we were my first year in Brisbane was was interesting, and we we called ourselves the Bad News Bears. It's like there's a Ralph might remember the, the old Bad Bad News Bears <laughs> baseball and the American TV show, but. um we were still trying to gel as a, a unit, so we were getting yeah. beaten, you know, by 60, 70, 80 points um, in our first year. We came good after that, but, yeah, she was a pretty tough first
3: year. Yeah, can I ask, like, when you got given the assignment of players, like, you know, Tony Lockett, Gary Alicenia, what was going through your head at the time? Like, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah. Um,
1: well, my coach had just said, um, at the time, like, it was like, I took it as a challenge and I guess you can't you can't lose in those challenges. It was not necessarily gonna win or, or actually <laughs> it wasn't gonna be as if it would win or lose the game for us. However, when I played on Gary Ablett, they won by a point and a oh. kick six. So it doesn't always work out that way. But I just knew the experience I was gonna get and if I gave it everything that it was gonna be okay. And uh and the coach had basically said, you know, at the time, given our structure of our team, you were the best option for that. And um Robert Walls was my coach, and he'd sort of he drafted Justin Lepich at the same time, and we had a, a young team, and it was more about um, let's get the games and the knowledge into these young guys, and let's hope that in four or five years, that's when you know it all all sort of breaks out into premierships, which yeah. it, which it did. Had a great great team that sort of built off that and that model. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, for anyone just tuning in you're listening to Mac Live on Live FM from MacKillop College Werribee, in Melbourne Australia I'm Tristan I'm joined by Ben Spence and our guest Nathan Chapman You obviously played in a in an era with a lot of superstars in in the AFL who was some of your teammates that really stood
1: out Um okay so there's I guess there's two there's two fields of that there's the older era that played for Brisbane um in in my team we had Roger Merritt and Roger played probably 300 games you know for Essendon and then Brisbane we had Alistair Lynch massive forward for uh, Fitzroy before we merged um, with Brisbane there was you know, Michael McLean again his so Richard Champions had some great um I guess great older guys but also grew up with you know Michael Voss and Nigel Lappin and you know played the first year with Nathan Buckley um, Jason Ackermanis, um, you know some Craig McRae, right? So Craig McRae, Justin Lepich, well, I think we've reeled off about five thousand games of football, and <laughs> six of those are all head coaches of the in the AFL. So yeah. quality era and great brains, great fitness, and great everything. So you know, to be around those people was uh, amazing. And I still play you know golf with Craig McRae and Justin Lepich and um, and still have a good connection there, so, which is pretty cool.
3: Uh, can I ask? You know, playing with players like that, did you learn a lot just being around them? Like, like you said, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, the older guys really uh, helped the younger blokes you know, develop and again, set the, set the benchmarks. It, what was really interesting was watching the, the younger guys develop. Around them. Uh, yeah, around them. Yeah. And, and again, I just remember watching Michael Voss one day. Just It was an off-season. We'd play the year. Had the preseason, he just came back, just so fit, and he just dominated from yeah. then on. Unbelievable! Again, put the work in off the field, uh, ate well, recovery, sleep, and just came in and blew it open from there on in, and was a magician. Unbelievable. Was it ever intimidating
0: being around such big like football personalities?
1: No, I think, um, I think the way I saw it, and it's a great way to think about it from the way, I, the way I view it is they're just people and they're good at something as well as um, you might be good at being, like, uh, some people don't like to speak, okay? So I could be nervous coming to talk to you guys here on radio. So when you're around those people, you realize that they're just people, they do everything the same, they have the same conversations. And so if you take that side of it, you can appreciate the level of sport that they've got to and the hard work and I think that's where people go, I see you on T V, that's great. But being in and around them every day you realise that they're they're funny or they're silly, um, or they tell bad jokes, or you know, they they you get a little bit more um insight into what they do off the field and yeah. that sort of just brings everyone to realise that they are just uh, just guys. Yeah. Um obviously you played uh you
0: started your career at uh Brisbane and then you were traded to Hawthorne. Was it um Was it very different between the two clubs, the way they went about things
1: or just their systems? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a massive change. Uh, Yeah, and Hawthorne, they weren't going too well at the time. Um, Ken Judge was our coach and uh, it was, yeah, it was different. And they were in a bit of a, I guess they felt like they were in a rebuilding phase where we'd done that at Brisbane um, and they were progressing. And again, I'd sort of asked Brisbane that, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind moving back home to Melbourne. And got another opportunity at Hawthorne, and that didn't and that didn't go great. It wasn't a great uh, for me. Didn't feel like um, it was a tough three years. And it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of um, at top level sport, business work. Doesn't matter what it is. At the top level, there's a lot of pressures that come with it. And sometimes, yeah, you know, from the outside, you can feel like, hey, I'd do anything to be around it. But but you got to have that real life, real work life balance. Yeah. Otherwise, anything can be stressful. So. Um, I found that once Hawthorne after three years, like, hey, I'm done. I'd rather go and get a job than play Aussie AFL at the top level. Which yeah. is you might look and go, Are you crazy. So, but that's yeah, that's just what it can be like. Um, and I got out of it and yeah, got into a another field of of sport. What was um
0: What was the process of being traded from Brisbane to Hawthorne? Were you did you ask for that, or um, did they sort of want to move on some players?
1: Yeah, normally, normally there'll be you can normally you can uh, look at it two ways. So it's either the club needs leverage and they need to get in some players, and you are good enough to go, as in trade for someone else, yeah. or hey, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this here. I went out, and so yeah, you'd normally have those conversations with the club and say, for me, this is what I'd be looking at. But then I went on holiday um and got a phone call thought i was going to north melbourne and then ended up at hawthorne so it's not like you got much of a say it just sort of happened so um, yeah a little bit different
3: were you you okay with the whole process yeah yeah
1: yeah just again wanted to play wanted to be back in melbourne um and that was an opportunity um so uh you know and i'll say you don't always get what you want it turns out that it wasn't a great move for me but i felt like i wanted at the time and i was happy to go through it learned so much in you know my future dealings in sport as to um and and put some things into perspective to say that's my journey. Um it's I then walked away from the game for like ten years. So it was like uh you know making sure that what I did then and the decisions I made got me to where I am today. And yeah. there's a lot that went on in between it. But yeah, just just a ride and a journey and you can still end up wherever you want to be. Just might be five, ten, two 12 years later than you expected.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, going back on that trade as well, I was like, was there a club, you know, you wanted to go back to Melbourne, was there a club you wanted to specifically go to or did you always just not mind, I want to play, just want to play footy?
1: Ah, um, oh, look, it was probably more who are your mates and yeah. could you try and go and hang out with them? And that was pretty <laughs> much it. So, and I knew and I was good friends with Nathan Buckley at the time and so I put my yeah. hand up to try and go there. Um. But that didn't work out. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, could I ask, if you... If you got the chance to do it all over again, would you still be happy to do it the same way or would you have preferred something else to happen? Um Well
1: If uh what would I do? If I wanted to stay in football longer, I would have made some choices that would have helped me stay in longer. Yeah. And be whether you could say the word better off field, I could I could have ate better, I could've slept better, I could have recovered better and yeah. it would have Maybe help me get another game, which may have changed my thought of I'm not getting an opportunity. Can I leave? Yeah so I think um, knowing now, uh, taking some ownership of of you know my own habits and yeah. saying, you know it was it was my choice not to do some of the things that led to me potentially not getting a game, which so yeah, now. On the flip side, what I do now, I wouldn't have changed my journey to end up where I am. Yeah, um, yeah, into the American football stuff. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I work with professional women's football in Richmond in the AFLW. Yeah. So if I had have played for another ten years, would that may have meant that I would not be doing what I'm doing today? Yeah, which I'm really happy about. So again, back to the journey. Really, yeah. really thankful for what happened. But sometimes you don't realize that. That process has been good for you, but just might take you ten years to work it out.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah. As you just said, going into American football, like, did you like you wanted to get out and get a job, as you said before as well? Did you always know, okay, I want to go to America and play another sport, play another football in general, or did you just want to just figure things out? Um,
1: I knew I could kick a football, and so once AFL finished, it was a case of um, let me try it. I had, you know, high expectations of myself to give something else a crap, and again, having a chance to to get back to a professional level, said, okay, well, this is what I've learned from from the AFL, whether you call it successful or a failure at not, of you know, finishing the way I did, it was like, how do I be better if I got another opportunity? So I, I put everything into the American football um, yeah. and chased that, and so much so that my training habits then were. I was practicing four nights a week uh, kicking a football and I did that for three years nonstop without even knowing anyone in America. So the dedication for what I needed in my own mind and then I'd put the processes in to say, if I'm going to be great at this, this is what I'll need to do and then uh, opportunity came. Were the cultures between Australian sports and American sports very different? Yeah, massive, massive yeah. difference, yeah. So the in American football sense, you... Um, there's a lot of individuals playing their role for the team's success, and now that 's not unlike a f l yeah but um you 've got to do your job really well, otherwise they can just trade you in week in week out you can be come in today, play a game we can sack you tomorrow, so you really have to look after yourself and if you look after yourself, you help the team and then they keep you and um now, their, their year is, is used to watching 100 people be on their roster, go down to 50 or 58, and then it's just let's get 10 new ones, let's sack 10 next week. Let's sack 10, let's get 10 new ones. And it's, so this cycle just in out, in out is um, yeah interesting to watch because yeah. um, you're always looking over your shoulder, literally watching, walking into the change rooms and seeing whether your name's on the locker. Like that was your daily. Okay, I can can put my bag down because my name's still there. So, yeah, it's literally that.
3: Uh, Can I ask? So you said earlier your dedication was like your biggest kind of thing. I've heard a lot of things just in sport in general that obsession beats talent. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, There's going to be a balance, right? You can be obsessed but not very good, right? So you can be good but you've got to have the dedication to to sort of match with that. So the – um, I think to get to that, you know, to get to the level you want to, if you've got any, I guess, um, plans on making, it doesn't have to be the AFL. It can be the local senior team. It can yeah. be wherever you want to play. If you're not there, you're going to need the dedication. The talent's going to get you so far, but then the the dedication, and that's going to be the next part that takes you to, um, you know, I guess, to reach your goals. So uh, it's a combination of both. But you're going to have to have talent if you want to be picked in in any yeah, team. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, we're coming to
0: the end of our interview today. It's pretty much all we've got time for. Um, thank you for tuning in to Mac Live from MacKillop College. I'm Tristan. I've been co-hosting with Ben and Spence. And we've had Nathan Chapman here as a guest. Thank you very much. Thanks, gents. Thanks Wonderful. Thank you.